Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. I'm Scott. Cue the theme tune. So, are we up for a challenge, Pablo? Uh, TV uh, podcast thing where we just get Pablo, we, we, we get a variety of daily workmen like uniforms. One day a bin man, it'd be like Mr. Ben, one day a bin man, one day like a, a lollipop man. That would be good. I would love to do it. I would love so, to. There was that guy who, uh, who ended up in the team, the England team photo at the World Cup. He wasn't part of the England team. <laughs> and we just send them off on missions like Challenge Alec. What do you know? You said, what was the show you mentioned? Because I didn't. Well, well, I said Duncan Dares. Which, which, which I've never I heard of. Which that precedes Challenge Alec by a good five or six years. Was it, it, was, it was Peter Duncan? It was Peter Duncan. It was, a, it was a spin-off Peter? from Blue Peter. Ah, right. Oh, yes. Okay. That's, why, that's why I never watched it. That was, was too dare posh. to do things. Yeah. Okay. But Challenge Anica. That's Challenge Anica. So I, and I mentioned Challenge Anica and Ron said. I was on the very first episode of Challenge Anica. What? <laughs> So, you see, so we've just see. been talking in the same room, and I didn't even hear that. <laughs> so the very first episode of Challenge Annika, she was uh, helping to build a play park in Balnehinch, and I, Fuck me. she, she, uh, she came to all. I think she went just around. Just getting to Northern Ireland at that point was well, a challenge. Well, yeah, she kind of went around all. That's the why school. she got the helicopter. It's <laughs> the only way in and out. Well, she, she, well, she showed up at our school in a blue and yellow um, sort of a uh, dune buggy. Oh, <laughs> and we were all we were all told to be waiting in the, in the playground because somebody famous was going to show up. We were like, "Who's it going to be?" And, and uh, of course, bearing in mind look, the first one, episode, like one kid thought it was Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> so when when Alec arrived, like for, who was famous for, point, be, well, famous for being famous on a TV on? show that none of the kids watch, which is Treasure Hunt. Oh, which right yeah, was, like, was something like Challenge Alec. Except- well, Treasure Hunt was a was a. I never really understood how it worked. Was, was Treasure Hunt the one with the helicopter? Treasure Hunt I? was the one with the helicopter. Oh, right, okay. Where people in a studio tried to direct Annika Rice uh, oh, yeah. around around the country that's following the, clues. It was like a, it was like a fancy YouTube, pants. That's the YouTube show I want to do with Pablo. It was like a fancy <laughs> okay. pants version of Nightmare. Well, well yeah, yeah. Except I mean, instead of blindfolding him in a helmet, they put him put her in a helicopter. If we, if we could get an earpiece into Pablo, just be like, tell that guy to go fuck himself. <laughs> 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 or, or better yet, make sweet love to Look, her. If we make her call get, you Aaron. If we can get if we can get our patron subscribers up to what like a five hundred pound a month, we could do this. I'm sure in this point in the show right now, we could probably put a Patreon string. Yeah. Hey Ron, see all this equipment you've got here? Yes. Is it really, really expensive? <laughs> it's more expensive than I'd like to admit. Oh, how could we ever possibly afford to pay it all back? Well, if the listeners went to patreon.com forward slash sunnyside podcast, they can help out. <laughs> Thanks for that, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Challenge Annika, she came to our school, then she came out and told us all in her, in her, in her blue and yellow jumpsuit how excited she was to be doing a, play, a playground for us. I'm like, I live nowhere near Balanhinch. There's no way I can go to Balanhinch on my own to this playground, but I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, and then on the day of the actual event where the thing was opened, I think she did this in a week, build a playground. I'm like, how safe could it be? <laughs> uh, how old were you, like 34? I think I was 10 <laughs> Okay, at the time. So they had like a concert and Aswad played. Wow. Aswad. Aswad. Do you not remember Aswad? Ron, how, what year were you 10? No, 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 no. 
Don't turn around. <laughs> I don't want to see your heart breaking. Just walk away. We'll get, we'll get Pablo to put the proper music so in then. Scott doesn't know that song. No. You don't anyway, know that? Ah. that was the first time I learned that people mime on stage. <laughs> because the music started and they didn't. <laughs> they looked very upset. I wonder if we can... I'm sure the first episode of Challenge Annika is on YouTube. I'm sure there's probably lots of episodes of Challenge Annika. Yeah, but it's the first one that's important, Aaron. Many years later... I, I now learned that uh, a woman that I work with fairly regularly, uh, one of the one of our clients, was a runner on that show and was probably in the yard whenever I was uh, running around. Oh. The closest we got, we, the 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 producers for Funhouse came to our school to try and recruit contestants for Funhouse with Pat Sharp, and I didn't make it. Oh, uh, but two people from lucky, my school did. Lucky break. Do you know what? I bet you it was around the same time that uh, some kids from my school went. Now, the, obviously, I was left school by this stage. <laughs> But yeah, Funhouse um, looked like the the ultimate game show to be. Yeah, on. yeah, I, that I was, was the that was if you were a kid, mm. that was because the prizes were good. Yeah, and it had the hot twins. Huh? Well, uh, no, hang on, now. Pat Sharp it wasn't a twin. No, <laughs> no, no. It was, it was these two blondes that. Uh, yeah, Pat Sharp, and, <laughs> and the other one was his name. But I, I mean, were you were you all must be interested in the twins and the prizes because I yeah. feel like I feel like they were mutually exclusive. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Prizes, twins, go karts. You're like, this is, are the this twins is the, the Venn diagram of everything yeah, I like. Yeah, the, that Venn diagram is a one circle. <laughs> it's like puberty hits Scott like a brick. It's like, where do I sign up? The twins. I was in a I was in a kid show that was, um, I think it was broadcast. It must have been 1979 or something. Would have been okay. So I was it was definitely before I went to secondary school. So it was 78 or 79. And I remember being interviewed. And we, um, the premise of the show was aliens had landed in Northern Ireland, and we're asking people what the life of someone was like in Northern Ireland. So, um, and I, I I don't remember anything I said, but I. I do remember I was terribly sexist and said women belong in the kitchen and it was just like the sort of wow. nonsense. It wow. Was very, I was eight or nine. I had no idea what I was talking about. We're speaking to Paul. Paul, what are your feelings <laughs> on this? speaking to Paul? He's pre-high school. <laughs> Paul, what are your feelings on women's role in the house? I think they should be in the kitchen. <laughs> More and, or less. And I hate all Huns. <laughs> <laughs> And so we we had gone on holiday, so there were no video recorders at that point, or very few. And we'd come back, and I think someone had I think my dad so, had a so, video recorder. So somebody recorder else had to like you invite you around to see yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't ever remember seeing it. So, I, but I have a vague notion that we. Had, what was the name of the show? I can't. That's the thing. I can't remember. Can't remember at Children all. Children of Troubles. <laughs> something might have been something like that. I don't know. I've, I mean, I've hunted for it every so often to see if I can see. Even was it the sort of thing? Was it, was it a locally made program then? Was it maybe I made by it UTV? Was probably locally made. I think it might have been. BBC, Ron, you might have digitized it while you worked at UTV. It's, it's very possible. Uh, I don't know. And then Nathan had been in a TV show when he was about four or about five or six um, called Big City Park and uh, that was, was that shown the, that wasn't the Sesame Street one it was the Sesame Street production so there were little puppets and stuff yeah. and, and, it, and then that, that Sesame that's, Tree no, no, no it's, 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 it's it was the same production thing. company, okay. but a, but it was a different show, and it only ran for one season. And and uh, they got all these kids from primary school to go around in the park, and there were puppets there and stuff. And he he can remember it, but it's on YouTube now. They only put it they put it on YouTube this year, and so we kind of sat and watched it. It's hilarious watching this thing, and he's like fifteen now, so he's watching completely this embarrassed by it all. <laughs> well, no, he thinks it's hilarious as well. There's a load of stuff where he's because he couldn't stay still. This was like he just literally couldn't stay still, and he says, "Oh, I remember them shouting at me." And 
telling me to shut up and tell me to do this. And, and there's a bit in it where somebody goes, oh, I think we're all going to look for a twig. And as the girl says that, they're supposed to all go bend down and pick up a twig. He's bending down minutes before she's saying the word twig, desperately kind of going, ah! Like, that's very funny. I think I was on a TV show in America as well. What? It's a kid's TV show. Uh-huh. I think we went and did a... To catch a predator? Yeah. <laughs> I was the bait. <laughs> we went on a studio tour in Florida at Nickelodeon Studios. And I think that they got us, I think we were on like Double Dare Family something. Oh, wow. Because um, I, rem- I remember, like, like, I remember you're, playing you're... game shows. Like uh-huh. there, was a, there was a girl like having to get like a full on jumpsuit on and like eye protectors. Did you say, I'm only doing this if there's some twins in it? Or, <laughs> or go-karting one or the other? One the other yeah. No, this was this predated the. Oh, the, this yeah, predated. The, this was before. This was the year before I went to high school this as well. Before puberty um, kicked in, and the, the girls were taken, or certainly there were girls on my team, were taken a pizza out of a big pizza oven on one of those big pizza mm-hmm. shovels, and then they were chucking it, and I had to try and catch it on a pizza tray mm-hmm. and avoid the scalding hot. It was foam. It was foam pizzas. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then stack those, and then I think the team that didn't, the team they got gunged or something like that. And then there was some other game that we had to do, and of course they were trying to amp up the crowd and doing the whole thing. And my parents were sitting in the audience, and the guys like, "That's the way we do things on." And then they held the microphone out to my dad, assuming that he would know the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad goes. Uh, <laughs> did they assume your dad was one of the kids? No, they assumed he was American. <laughs> uh, my, my one other brush with TV was uh, I don't know if you remember like Saturday morning TV shows that kind of travelled around the country and they were always in different places. I remember. Uh, why vaguely, don't you did that? Why don't you did that? It well, would have been in why don't regionals. You, there was a Northern Ireland. Why don't yeah. you? With uh, I think one of the kids was like from my my primary school, but I I don't. Remember. One of the kids in that I went on to, well, I, I kind of knew her from Queen's University about 25 years ago, so I know she was in one of them, so I know the, the little Amdram people then kind of end, end up going <laughs> right. through there. Little Amdram girls. And well, boys. this was a show called Get Fresh. <laughs> Get Fresh for See, the week. You laugh. I'm like, out. Do, do, it was do, hosted do. by a guy called Gaz Top. Oh, I remember Gaz Top. And Gaz Top <laughs> actually did things like had, had comic artists on and stuff mm. on Get Fresh. I think. I think he may have interviewed Alan Moore mm. um, about Swamp Thing at the time, and I, it came to Newcastle. So the way these things work was the uh, some production company over in Eng- England comes up with the idea for Get Fresh. So in Get Fresh, what they did was they flew around the UK in the atomic dustbin, which is the spaceship that they travelled around in, <laughs> and then they they basically hooked up with all of the local broadcasters. Mm. And, who filmed, uh, filmed their own little segments, who filmed, who, who did all the the local sort of recording, and then they cast back to the studio, which is probably somewhere in London. And was Gaz um, Top on a video screen? Like no, Gaz Top was there. Oh right, right. So Gaz right. Top and the, the presenters were there, and I got to meet Gilbert the Smelly Alien. Okay, who was voiced by Phil Cornwell, who's the the guy who's the the other side of the D, the DJ on the other side of the glass, Malin Partridge. Oh right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'd, I obviously had no idea of the celebrity back then, but it was very exciting because I got to meet a puppet, yeah. <laughs> and I got to introduce Jurian's cartoon. Centurions? I don't remember Centurions. You're too young either. for Centurions. Centurions was was a terrifically <laughs> I'm bad. I'm too old for Centurions. A terrifically bad cartoon with very expensive toys that no kid could afford. Mm. Okay, so uh, I got to go bar extreme. And uh, John McRae drew an early his early career. John drew he a did. Centurions comic, and they redrew all of the heads and plastered them on <laughs> the artwork. Oh, I remember <laughs> him telling me that story. Like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember him telling that story. So yeah, that's that's my only that's other brush. With, my childhood brush TV anyway. Speaking of TV. Yeah. What have you been watching, Scott? I watched Lock and Key. (gasps) 
Well, Ooh, that's, that's, exactly, a, that's, a dis- that's precisely the reaction that I was hoping to see on your face because I got halfway through the fourth episode and woke up. <laughs> because I, I, I just could Did not... Did you finish it? No. No, I just, I just realized I didn't give a shit. What, what did, I, I'll tell you what I did immediately after waking up. Started reading the books? Yes. Yeah. I woke up and I downloaded What's the first, first volume is, again on my, on my uh, iPad started reading it again. And like, I know that... I know that they had this set up at Hulu and Hulu made a pilot for it. This is maybe didn't. the third, fourth time that they've they made. Tried. I think they tried a movie and they did some screen tests for a movie and then it went to Hulu and then it went to Netflix. So they, they went to Hulu, they made the pilot and it didn't go. They didn't pick it up. So the, it, this feels like the second round of notes. Okay. This feels like, okay, we this needs to go, otherwise it's never going to mm. go. So let's make it as broad and accessible as possible. I think that the the two kids, Bodie and Kinsey, are terrific. The older brother is just okay. Yeah. The mom is just okay. I don't recognize any of them as being the characters from the book. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked Bodie and Kinsey just fine. My biggest problem is that there wasn't any real continuity, but with emotions. They would all hate, the three kids would all hate each other, specifically the uh, Kinsey and the older brother, whose name I'm for, fucking forgetting. What's his name? I forget his name too. They would be, and then they'd find something to do with the key. If they'd find a key, and they'd go inside one of their heads, or they do, so they do something does else, it, and it, they'd all they'd all come together, and then literally in the next scene, she'd be like, "Thought I thought I told you to drop dead." You're like, well, 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 hold on. It, it feels like it's the sort of thing that's in danger of becoming a, a key of the week, monster of the week kind of thing. Like someone no, goes, oh, not. the easy thing to do no, here. No, it's is. actually, it's actually not. They, well, they well, use it's the keys. That Netflix way of like, it's really a mega movie rather than. Yeah, like, it's, it's not. It, they use the keys kind of sparingly. What they are, what they do all the fucking time mm-hmm. is talk about the keys to anyone who'll fucking listen. Uh, yeah, they. You're just like. If somebody's like, oh, what's that? And you're like, oh, it's a magic key. You're like, no. You just say, this is a key. I live in a big old house. This is the key for it. Now, mm. fuck off. Mm. You don't go, this is a magic key. And whenever I open this music box with it, I can control whoever I want. Let's go ruin that girl's day. Mm. And let's do it all together. <sighs> my my issue with, I think, the tone of it was because, well, it was more that they'd made a, a fantasy series and not, the book is very much a horror book. Yeah. And they've kind of softened all the edges of it. They've taken all the the really nightmarish stuff out of the book, and they've they've kind of made it just a bit. Why, like the why scene, the key that one lo- of the things that I like? The first thing I noticed about it was it, it. The whole thing is about welcome to Lovecraft. That's the name of the. And first they changed thing. the name of the. Yeah, to what they changed it to? to I mean, to do what? I bet you that's that's lock, a. Uh, uh, it's either key house or lock house. I can't remember. Yeah. No, no, but one. the actual the actual name of the town, town. is different. In the, in the oh, show. the name of the town is different. Oh, right, okay. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's, it's Meridian or something. It's, it's, yeah, something, it's, it's something, something like forgettable. That. Um, I bet you that's because they kind of worried that people would just Google Lovecraft and go, "Oh, well, Lovecraft was a racist," you know. <laughs> yeah. And that that to me was just you know a symptom of smoothing off any edges possible yeah. off this because they wanted to have another Stranger Things. They like wanted- the ghost key. Whenever Bodie uses the ghost key. And he opens the back door and steps out and becomes a ghost and his body drops dead. Yeah. Like that's quite awful in the book. Mm, like yes. he's lying there and he's like pale yes, and body. yeah, he, he is, it is a dead body. There is, there is stuff to like in the series. And I think anybody did you, who's- Did you watch all of it? I watched all of it. Yeah. Okay. 
the I think it's either the second last or the last episode. This is the problem with being able to binge everything. They have the fight against the shadow monsters. Mm. Uh, and that it, comes quite late in the in the books, doesn't it? As far as I remember, I mean, I I felt like I, I was like I don't know how they're getting multiple seasons out of this because they are getting through a lot, and then yeah. I realized where they're kind of leaving mm. off, and I I kind of got it. Sorry, Tyler. Tyler was, was, the name Tyler was Buddhist, Yeah, so um, he didn't even have the baseball cap. With no, the, he didn't. Yeah, no, which and is he's, a big he's thing so about he's his dad. so yeah. so like slender in the the mm. TV series, where he's yes. like a big kind of Hulk of a guy. So sorry, yes, the the, the fight against the shadow monsters. Whenever, mm. um, whenever they're fighting against shadow, Echo, Echo? Uh, yeah, Echo, Echo. I can't remember her name because it's it's all very forgettable. Um the shadow monster scene is done brilliantly. Mm. The shadow monsters are night really nice and creepy and whatever effect they've used when a light turns on mm-hmm. like they 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 are just gone like they were never mm. there and it's really interesting and I haven't really just seen turn on, it. Turn off the rendering of the monsters. It's, it, but it's 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 just really it's really impactful. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was really really good. The uh, the brother or the the friend who's uh, kind of Bodhi's age, and he's I think he's a little bit slow in the books. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Rufus, Rufus, yeah. I didn't think that they really did enough with him. I didn't think they did enough with any of it. To be honest, yeah. I, I say, it was, I just, I, do you was, think there's room to improve in the second series? I think they'd have to. They really do have to embrace the gothic nature of it all. Yeah. I, I, I posted a, a thing on Twitter a while ago, but I says. Um, I said, uh, I, I I did a spoof of Clippy, you know, the the, the old um, uh, word. Oh, yeah, I see up. you're writing a letter, I, yeah. I said, I see you're writing a Netflix TV series. <laughs> Do you want to include the following? And I suggested things like uh, uh, an, an occult organization your parents belong to that you're only just finding out about. Uh, you you are, it turns out, a secretly a werewolf. And now your powers are about to be revealed. And it just, you know, just a, a slew of things. And oddly, I got a, a, a direct message from a writer saying, oh, wow, you re- I, I feel really called out because I'm writing. <laughs> A series for Netflix, and it's, it's pretty much that. But but the thing is, it, that came out at the same time as another thing called oh, what's it called? The Stranger. No, Hunter House or something. It's Hunters. Oh, no, not Hunters. No, it's another. It's Hunter, a Hunter Net- House is where a girl I used to go out with we went to. Yes, it's a school, it's a no, school it's, a, it's, an, it's a Netflix series, and it's based on a comic by Steve Niles, and it's about a family of monster hunters. And I've forgotten the name of the Jesus. Thing. This shows how fucked my algorithm is. They haven't even recommended no, this to I've me. I've not seen this at all. Have you not? No. Uh, let's see. I mean, I mean, like you know, going by uh, algorithms. If I switch from. Uh, from my profile on Netflix over to Susie's, it's all Korean and Chinese dramas. <laughs> I'd really want her to watch this show called Handsome Sibling. <laughs> Handsome Sibling. My friend uses my Netflix login um, and his daughters must watch nothing that does not contain a horse because all of my re- <laughs> all of my recommendations are horse and stable based. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of this series. It's going to really annoy me and I can't find a bloody thing. I think there's a way to find stuff on Netflix no. when you sort of, you kind of have a vague notion of what it is. I think uh, that's by design. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of the things they do is they constantly change the, um, what do you call it? The, the thumbnails. The, the thumbnails. So you're never quite sure. Uh, what the, the what the thing is? I'm going to search the, I think that there is room for improvement. There there is a possibility of improvement. They need to embrace the gothic nature. I think the performances are all good. The performances. I think that the the, the characters can continue, but they just they really need to go in both feet because it's just you, you can't be half in and half out. It just do you know what it was? It's it, too much Riverdale. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the yeah. Archie series. It's just, it's too much teen drama and... October Faction. 
Is Fuck, that was not, that was nothing. You, you weren't even close to no. that. October Faction is an American supernatural drama web, uh, web television series created by Damien Kim based on the comic series of the same name. It premiered on Netflix on January 23rd and it is a family of monster hunters, I think, is, is, is its yeah, main it, thing. But it, it's very... I mean, if Netflix aren't pushing it very hard, I wouldn't be too keen to jump and watch it. Yeah, it's a, uh, it follows the story of a monster hunting couple. <laughs> I mean, my take on these things is always the same. It's, you know... I loved Lock and Key. Now, why did I love that book? Was the writing the only reason I loved well, that the book? Artwork, the artwork. No, the artwork is phenomenal yeah. in that mm. book. Oh, you should watch. And you, you should know, carry on watching it because Joe Hill and Gabrielle Rodriguez both have cameos oh, in it, and it is like a kick in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Joe Hill's weird Stephen King face appears. Oh, uh, well, what's worse is first of all, Gabrielle appears. And I've met him, mm-hmm. so I recognize him. But uh, so somebody's getting Who's loaded into that? loaded into an ambulance, uh-huh. and first of all, they're in like Boston area America, hmm. and when somebody's getting loaded into an ambulance, and you just hear like, "Don't worry," and you're like, <laughs> and then the the camera it, it it cuts around, and it's like this tiny Hispanic man who's <laughs> who goes to close. The, the the ambulance door and then it cuts back to uh, the person who's getting wheelie and I can't remember who it is and then it cuts back to the same camera angle the door's still open only this time Joe Hill standing there <sighs> and it's like Where'd first, of all, first of all the rules of TV are you don't cut back to the same shot and have somebody different there you, yeah. there has to be transition yeah. but then all of a sudden he's like we'll take good care of him and then the door slams shut I was like oh fuck is this one of the episodes that Joe directed himself he did he direct an episode I think he did yeah because I knew he wrote he wrote the first episode he may have directed the first episode too oh, was really? that like whenever you accidentally became assistant director on, on Game of Thrones he just happened to be there and he wasn't doing anything the director had fucked off somewhere and he went can you, can you direct this Joe he's like, he went, oh, yeah, get, right, I then. guess put the camera there <laughs> I mean, yeah. For me, Lock and Key is is very much the sum of the writing and the art. It's 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 one of those perfect gels. Yeah. And adaptation of comics to screen almost never works for me. There's been like three you, or four good examples. Did you get to the of. episode where they used the head key? Yes, that was one of the biggest disappointments. Yeah, it looked nothing like. Yeah, because it, I mean the stuff it, that goes on. Yeah, in, it in can't. Comic. So don't do it. That's yeah. my that's yeah. my attitude. It's just like do something different. Do something yeah. original. Equally trippy, or you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm always disappointed with with comics adaptations. So yeah. I, what, I, what about so um, Umbrella Academy? Because I thought that was great. But I got through like two episodes of it and I got bored. Did you? I never okay. even started it. No. <laughs> well, then you can't voice an opinion on it if you didn't even start it. That's what I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Mm. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah. I am. I, I can think of a handful of comics to screen adaptations that I like. There's, slash a, there's love, a new one on now I, on. Um, Oh, what's it called? There's a new one that's just on Netflix, which is a comic, but no one really knows it for the comic. Um, it's not the end, it's by the, the, oh God, it's the end of the world or something. It's not that, it's a different oh, series. Oh, it's, um, it's... Uh, but a girl who gains superpowers. Yes, me and Hannah want to start watching it. Oh, it's I, called, I can't, I can't... I can't put up with this anymore or oh, something, something like it? that. Yeah, 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 I haven't read the book. So. It's yeah. not, it's not that, but it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. It looks but good. It, but that's, but it's know, t- like, we you know, Woodlock of Key, Woodlock and Key have been better served as an animated series. It doesn't matter. People always say, oh, well, what about animated? I'm like, no, it's... 
It's a comic. It was a comic. I mean, the, some the, what I loved about it was the construction of the pages, how, you, how, he, how the story flowed. The artist I mean, is, yeah. uh, he was an architect in a former yeah. life. So, so there's a sort of architectural nature to a lot of his artwork. There's and, a kind of carefully constructed. But also a lot of the time it. he has these amazing like, Will Eisner type constructions mm. of like how, how the story flows around yeah, the shape yeah. of the page. And you can't do that on screen. So no, I, I just get bored and I just go, don't do it. You know, yeah. So, I mean, like, what what are, what are your favorite comics to screen adaptations? Like an actual adaptation of a comic to screen. There's a countdown. There's very few there's, good ones that I can think of. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. There's so much stuff going on on Netflix. I can't remember 90% of it. Everything's just ha- on the gr- tip of your tongue. Just you barely fungible. I can't Scott remember. Pilgrim. Oh, I started rewatching that me, the that's other day. One where like they decided, okay, well, obviously we can't put the comic on the screen, yeah. but we can do something we'll that's equally dynamic, can. yeah, and yeah. you know, plays with the form that we're in as much as that played. And include some of the include some of the the artwork and the, well, within, yeah. within and, the special and, effects and, and, and stuff. just did weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it tried its best to to not just forget about the fact it was a comic. But again, I, I for yeah, the most part, I'm really struggling to think of. Of any, do you think books fare better? Yeah, altered car. I, I, I again following last week where I said I kind of rewatched. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Lost in Space. Uh, altered Carbon, the second series, is is available now on Netflix, and I kind of went, oh, I want to watch that. I thought, fuck it, I'm going to watch the first series again because I can't remember. I'm going to watch the anything. first. I haven't watched either. I haven't watched the it's, first series. I've not, not watched it. The first, yeah, first series I've great. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. good. But it's like um, it's like Blade Runner, but if they decide to follow somebody else on a different planet or something, it's kind of okay. It's 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 a very Blade Runnery world. But and I really like Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, yeah. I really like Joel Kinnaman. He's great. I. I thought he was good in The Killing, and then he did RoboCop, and I was like, nah, okay, not was he in RoboCop? He was the, yeah, he was the, he was the RoboCop? Murphy, yeah. Oh, okay. And then seeing him in For All Mankind has rekindled mm. my appreciation for him. I think he's great. Okay, and Better Call Saul is back. Yeah, yes. which I've watched the first two episodes of so far, and love it. Right. Love it. Are you with me that it's better than Breaking Bad? I enjoy it more than Breaking Bad. Yeah. I, I think the center performance... No, yeah, this isn't even fair to say. It's better. Than, it's not better than the one in Breaking Bad. That's it's not different. Fair. They are they are strictly different. But, but he's doing a lot more. Yeah, I mean the show almost entirely rests on. Actually, that's not fair. There's there, there's quite a lot of there's quite a lot of side characters that have that it, it has it has a problem that I've never seen a TV show have before, which is it's got to have an interesting central narrative that you know nothing about where it's going. Yeah. At the same time, it's also got to build all the scaffolding of another narrative where you already know where yeah, it starts. Yeah, and that's a juggling act I've never seen done before. And the and thing it, is, it's it's, a, a, it's entirely engrossing for me. It's a Greek tragedy because you know that none of this ends well for him. Yes. Yeah, he is. He well in season five or whatever we are now. He's not in a happy relationship so much anymore, but he has been in a happy relationship with Kim for a very long time. Yeah. And you know that ultimately they don't end up together because she's not in Breaking Bad. I mean, you know, that that, that makes me worry about that character yes. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, you know, and that constant sense of dread is a really unique thing to yeah, have. Yeah, I, did, I didn't enjoy that up, I did. That's, I that's love the it. thing I kind of went, oh, do you know what, this is just, this is watching, like Breaking Bad is, is watching someone make a deliberate decision to be a bad guy and... It's better call Saul, which I I knocked out of. I, I I clocked out of after I think the second series or so. Is seems to be about a d- 
decent guy who's just not quite capable of being terribly decent, but is just circumstances keep cons- constantly conspire against well, him. No, he, are constantly I, I, I'd say it's someone who, who life has not given him an easy start, but instead of instead of fighting against it, he's just taking the easy way out on everything. Yeah, to the point where he's traded his morality <laughs> for money, mm. and it, it does lead to some fantastic character moments yeah but the stuff that's really compelling is is the gus stuff in the background yeah and the stuff that kind of builds towards things that didn't pay off until like the third season or so nathan, of Breaking Bad. nathan watched breaking bad oh, he loves gus I bet he you. loves gus that yeah. is his favorite character from breaking bad did he think that, that he might have been a robot for like a split second no 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 no, no. no time traveling no mm. um i because i say i said to him he said, I said, who is your top five evil geniuses, Nathan? He says, oh, I'd love to be an evil genius. Um, I went, this is, <laughs> this is why my friends think you're going to be an evil genius. <laughs> he goes, uh, he says, um, Gus is his favorite. Just just straight out, Gus is his favorite. There's no no two ways about it. Yeah. He's got everything. He's, got, he's perfect. I, got I love that it, whenever, whenever we go, by the time Gus you know, checked out of Breaking Bad, we still didn't know an awful lot about his past. No. And they've, they've still kept a lot of that mysterious. Yeah, even, and it's, even, the, it's the same thing with Gus. We know that Gus ends up at the top of that tree. Yes. But he's nowhere near it at this point. In fact, he's despised by pretty much everybody has that he, he has just, to work he's with. He's just left the empire at this stage, hasn't he? Is he just he's no longer like flying Tie Fighters and stuff? Now oh, you're making a Mandalorian gag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna make you bump over that one. Just scream on past, past that one. Yeah. Um, you know, he, you know where he ends up, and he's nowhere close to that at the minute. Yeah. He is nobody really wants to work with him, but he makes money, so they kind of have to. And I'm really excited to see how he builds well, that yeah, empire. It's, it's, it's really fun watching a character who's literally like five or six steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And he knows he is. You and know, the and thing is, now we know that next season, season six, is the last season. Oh, so it's yeah. all gonna. So every it's all, it is all gonna. You don't think less. it's gonna leave a, a like a gap between the? No, the, I think I think I think, I think the w- end of season six will be. You will see what happens to Jimmy in the future. Yes, but you'll also it'll probably end with like I'd say your your three o'clock is here. Your three Mr. o'clock is here. And yeah, Mister Goodman yeah, and it, it'll Walt be Walter and Jesse White coming in. Mm. Yeah, that'll be the very first scene that they meet in Breaking Bad. That's what I hope. I, that's what I want it to be. I'd yeah. love it to just butt right up against it. Um. And then yeah. if you're, but then if you're watching, I mean, would you say to someone, uh, right, it's all completed, watch uh, Better Call Saul and then Breaking Bad? No, you need, you need to have. Yeah, the, co- the context is important. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit because like there's, people someone, turn up, but there's people turn up in Better Call Saul and you want those moments to mean something mm. because. And like, they only mean something if you've seen. Yes, because Hugh will turns up. The uh-huh. guy, the, the his big bodyguard guy, he turns up and that's really nice. And you he, find out how they meet. And except if, he's lost a lot of weight. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to keep feeding them all through the. So yeah, so I mean, like, the, so the guy like apparently became famous in like New Mexico for losing lots of weight yeah. because he was on TV, you know. And his name was Huel, and he was on Huel. Uh, is, that, is that how he did it? Um, and he so, invented Huel. So they go to make this sequel, sequel series, which is really a prequel series, and the guy is like a third the size he yeah. was in the, in the Breaking Bad. So I don't that know kind what of, they're going to do. That, well, no, that kind of works because people are generally thinner in their earlier in their earlier yeah, lives. But I don't think there's enough time for the guy to gain like twenty. Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> He's yeah, he is big. Um, you know, I'm hoping Bill Burr turns up. Oh, I'd say he's got to shoot. Um, yeah. and, but I, and I know this series, spoiler for anybody, but, but I don't know the context, but I know that Hank and Gomi are in season five. 
Yeah. Um, which I can't wait to see. I, I kind of think we saw the back of Hank's head in the second. I, I thought about that as yeah. well. I thought about that too. Yeah. I thought, I was just kind of going, they're not going to show his face, but I, there's a big guy with a bald head over yeah. there, and I think that's going to be Hank. Yeah. So. Hey, I signed, I've signed up for Disney for a year. I did that too as well today. Did you? 49.99. Yeah. Yeah, did I'm you, gonna did, no. I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my American subscription. Oh, oh, see. Disney don't you, Disney. You guys are not getting the Simpsons. Ah, not on fussed Disney on the Plus. Simpsons. How many episodes of Simpsons have you, can you watch? Can seasons, you see seasons one through 30? eleven 90. and a, seasons one through eleven and a half? What, is is that what's on there? No, no, no. They have one through thirty, but I'm saying the ones that I'll watch <laughs> are oh, right, seasons okay. one through uh, about eleven and a half and twelve. Uh-huh. I'll watch any of them. I don't care. The quality be damned. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like that, that's that's what's gonna. That's what's driving. Are me we to gonna just get continue. anything that America isn't gonna get? I would very much doubt it. Because yeah. the thing is, the Disney own all the rights in America. Yeah, they don't own the rights here, and it's because of Sky. Yeah, so Sky um, was skived off from Fox. Well, which... Sky Sky have the rights to The Simpsons up until I think twenty twenty two. Okay. At which point, I'm sure Disney will not choose to re- pick up that contract. Well, the spokesperson for Sky said that they will have it for the foreseeable future. They probably have a well, first refusal option or something. Years, I would imagine. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, I guess it depends on the contract. Two years seems unless they have a thing in the contract where they have the option to always pick it up. You know? Yeah, that's what I just literally just. Oh, said. did you? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't listening. <laughs> that's yeah. what I thought. Um, so, and they're. Go- I, I think that they're doing the Mandalorian weekly again. Oh, cool! On UK, Good. and it just seems. Stupid. So you think the horse has bolted that yeah, one? Yeah, you're like, it's, it's not everybody who no, wants to watch no, it. No, I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm um, happy to watch that every week. Cause I, I, I think... If the, it was on there to binge, I don't know if I would watch it. But if it's you, on there once a week, I would definitely watch it. Do you think that the number of people out there who pirate versus the number of people who will watch it legitimately... The ratio is strong enough that Disney kind of can use that as a marketing thing. I think yeah, so. I think yeah. there. I think there are. I still think it's stupid. I think just put it all on at once and be done av- with it. Your but average person is not like. Yeah, my dad. My dad won't have been pirating the Mandalorian, <laughs> but I definitely think he would want to watch it. Mm. And he but, will not be fussed if it's all there. But why, all, but why not? Why not try to recreate the same buzz? In the UK, as they did in in the US, by having a because once a week. I think well, yeah, I guess the type of people that are going to watch it second the- time around are probably not big consumers of internet culture and maybe haven't. Yeah. But Baby Yoda's already out there. It's like yeah, but the thing is, that, I mean, the toys and all of those things will then be available. Well, yeah, the they, they, they actually have them yeah. now ready to market. Yeah. The, an, the, that, the, 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 the animatronic Baby Yoda mm-hmm. is fucking incredible, and I want one. <laughs> it's only 60 quid. Xavier, do, have uh-huh. it up for pre-order, and it looks adorable. If I give you a fiver, will you allow me to kick it over the house? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda annoys me. Get it's, fucked. It's, 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 Baby Yoda has brought this world together. Baby Yoda is everything that's wrong in modern Star Wars. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let's give the fans what they want in tinier packages and... Uh, Cuter, and cuter, cuter, and let's just keep on refeeding them the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if it wasn't a Yoda-like creature, would you be? Would would it you depends? Be okay? It depends. Like, I mean, if I'd never seen Yoda and that thing still turned up, I'd be like, "Damn, that is a cute little whatever that is, <laughs> whatever that thing is." Yeah, that little snuff thing. Yeah, yeah, like they still don't have a name for his species. Yeah, that little, uh, or his race, or, or yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah, even in all the extended will universe will books, be, will there be other shows starting? Will we have? Will we be getting? Whenever Disney starts here, Disney, in yeah. March. So I think all of the so, Disney stuff, mm-hmm. the Disney's own stuff, will go day and date with this with the US. Okay. Um. So we'll be getting uh, Captain Ama- Division, Captain America, and Winter Soldier comes in oh, September. I think One mm. Division looks really interesting. Yeah, it, it, it looks like they're doing. It's based on. I mean, I'm, uh, there was a, a Vision 
series comic, comic, comic yeah, that was the, it looks like it's based on that yeah, which is yeah. which is a very odd thing that plays rea- with reality and yeah. stuff so, so it definitely feels like, like that's going to be um going but there's still really there's like there's like nice little vignettes on there of little things there's a thing called Pixar in real life or something like that it's called mm-hmm. and they just have done like these really nice like it's hidden camera but it's nice hidden camera that reminds so, me the short before onward i missed it did it you? was a Simpsons short. It was a Simpsons, yeah. Simpsons short, yeah. Yeah, I missed it. We were uh, we literally got in through the doors of the cinema as the Pixar logo came up. So, but I knew it was a Simpsons short. But yeah, no, we missed it. Well, was it a Simpsons short made by Pixar? Well, Disney own own the Simpsons now, yeah, so, so I yeah, I and think Pixar. So yeah, but like, was it a three D? Sure, no, would, no, it's 2D. I've seen a still from it, and it is Simpsons style 2D you would think animation. That maybe it's not necessarily a thing you would put in front of a Pixar movie. I don't. I mean, I mean, they've, they, al- they've always used the shorts in the past to kind of like almost like a demo reel of, of technology things they were working on for yeah, future films. Yeah, it's interesting that they went with this. Maybe they're just trying to shill Disney Plus. Mm, yeah, which oh, in, oh, the yeah, UK, yeah, in the UK, in the UK, that's a very bad shill. Yeah, but I guess they're thinking worldwide. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so they do these little hidden camera vignette things where, like, for one, they have the control center from Inside Out mm-hmm. set up. Oh, and, and they don't and, they don't have anybody around. Yeah, people they, can come and up people and go up stuff. and they'll press the button. But then all of a sudden, so they have all these actors who are just walking around. Just it's, so it's in a big park, mm-hmm. just milling around in the park, and somebody will come over and press the anger button, and two businessmen will start shouting at each other, uh-huh. and they go what the fuck yeah. and then they'll press the love button and like two people over there start kissing and you like you Somebody can fuck with shagging. the buttons yeah, keep on pressing that yeah. <laughs> um, and then they have like a Wally who comes out and just rolls around the place it's just really sweet things and then they have Jeff Goldblum just a whole series of Jeff Goldblum going around <laughs> doing whatever the fuck he wants Jeff Goldblum I think there was an attempt to meet who Jeff Goldblum and it didn't stick <laughs> and I was like fair play Jeff I, I don't know how you managed that because I didn't hear about that at all. Did you not? No. It's the, the general thing is uh, people sort of meet Jeff and he's so sort of, oh, you know, everything. And he's, and it, and he's a bit sort They're of handsy, handsy, but also that's okay. A lot yeah. of people go, oh, this Jeff Goldblum is going, yeah, but it's still a bit handsy. I th- but I, th- I but don't it's know. Like, it's like, you know, if... if uh, I, think there was, I think there was a direct it's what we call It's what we call the Pablo effect. <laughs> Handsome really? can do whatever Jeff he Goldblum likes. Handsome? Jo- Jeff Goldblum, yeah, yes. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't handsome. know a woman. I, I think he's sexy. I think I think he's definitely got a sex appeal. I just don't know if it's a handsome sex appeal. I or remember. A, or I if remember. it's like, what would it be like to make love to a lizard? <laughs> I don't know a single woman who isn't into shirtless Jeff Goldblum from uh, Jurassic I mean, Park. My other half is not interested in shirtless Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> what? <laughs> But like she likes Korean women, she, yeah. <laughs> or or whatever BTS are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so there, there. Yeah, there's there's lots of fun stuff on Disney Plus. Okay, but um, not Simpsons, sadly. No Simpsons. Anything else not on there? I think that's the only one that, that they've announced. The only, the that only is thing. not that. So yeah. not you wouldn't, you wouldn't some generally Nickelode- go around Nickelodeon content on in the states, or am I? I don't know what Nick. Oh, well, they have. Um, well, they were going to have Lizzie McGuire, but it's been pulled. Oh yeah, that's but that's because Lizzie, that's, they, Lizzie they want, McGuire, they, uh, the actress Hillary wants Duff. an adult show, yes. and Disney want a, a child friendly yes. show, and that's. A, I mean, I think it's a pretty ballsy move. Uh, it was actually Hannah mm-hmm. told me about this because she's a big Hillary Duff and Lizzie McGuire fan mm-hmm. from her childhood. So they were making this direct kind of sequel to Lizzie McGuire, and Hillary Duff has said actually. Lizzie McGuire was a really good representation of my teens, mm. and I kind of want this to be a representation of me in my thirties. Mm. I'm big and, into and, shagging and cooking, <laughs> and make, making it you or PG mm. 
isn't the, isn't yes. gonna isn't the gonna cut it. You guys you guys own Hulu. Yeah. So let me make a show for Hulu. Yeah. Um and at this point I don't really know how those talks are going. I mean it, it does seem like that's the sensible thing to do. I mean the audience is not still Exactly. You know, twelve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but the I think audience Disney is, are going, this will be a great show for twelve year olds. But but and their mums will watch it and their dads will watch it. I know. think Disney will be smart enough to go with the talent and say, mm. right, just okay, fair enough. Mm. Um, if you want to make Lizzie McGuire a night on the town, <laughs> that's fine. Um, other other Hulu shows, High Fidelity. Oh, oh yeah, God, High, yeah. I've watched the first episode of High Fidelity. I watched oh, yeah. the first one. It's I a didn't weird. Get... It's a weird experience it's to a watch. Weird it show because it's like okay. I so I, first of all, I watched the first uh, High I've Fidelity, watched it all. and then I I went and watched the trailer for the original High Fidelity, yeah. which was a, sh- a, a film I loved. High Fidelity, the movie. Yes, but Jesus, you aren't fully aware of just how white that show is until you've watched the new TV series, and then you go back and watch the trailer, and you go. Shit, everyone's white in this. This is like ghost town. Yeah. What's going well, on? Well, no, no, no. In the original film... Well, apart from the, the love interest. No, and in the original film, they have another guy who hangs out at the store with them. Is it? Yeah. They, he plays the top five game with, uh, with okay. Jack Black He's and... maybe not and in the trailer. Robin. <laughs> no. Fuck me, this trailer's white. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. Character. I can't believe they haven't included every single person that's going to appear in this film in this trailer. Hashtag My trailer, goodness. Trailer so white. Well, do you know what it is? I think it's because the, 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 the TV show... So they've obviously replaced the characters and uh, the character of Rob is, is uh, you know, it's a different act. It's an actress, it's an actor. And, and the character, the Jack Black's character is a um, uh, another a large African American woman. Yeah, but the thing is, there's a whole sequence where she does a dancing thing, and it's, and it's exactly it's exactly the frame same. for frame. The, yeah, this, this is the. And pro- it's like, why, why? This why is not my problem about. Do I don't her? mind. I wouldn't have minded if lines were lifted because it's from the book. Hmm. So if lines are being lifted directly, yeah. that's fine. Actual cadences and performances, yeah, are being lifted. No, you see, here's here's my issue with it. They've not remade the book. No. They've, They've remade, remade the, the film. film. Yes. Right. Now, the book was the first time I remember reading a book and be like, holy shit, they put me into a book. <laughs> <laughs> My geography teacher handed me that book whenever I was maybe 16, 17 and said, Aaron, they've written a book about you. <laughs> <laughs> Because all I talked about was music whenever I was yeah. in school, and and you know, like the best. I know, should I should get that book for Nathan then. I think because yeah, that's, that's... I think that that book was life changing for me. Yeah, and I've I read never it, read it. I've read it many times throughout my life, and the interesting thing is, whenever I read it at seventeen, I was like, I really want to be like Rob. Whenever Rob's I, the villain, Rob's the bad guy. I didn't realize that at seventeen. I right? didn't realize it at seventeen either so, because I. But the film was out when I was seventeen. Whenever I whenever I read it again, maybe ten years later, I'm like. I think Rob's the asshole here, yeah. but I still sympathise with him because I've been through some of the stuff that he'd been yeah, through. Yeah, it's perfectly fine I to sympathise him, but he's not. I completely not... understood the moves that he made in, in the in the book, and now whenever I, I read it again, maybe like maybe four or five years ago, I'm like, oh my god, Rob's the worst person ever. <laughs> I've still been Rob in my life, you know. I've still I've still been there, yeah, and I've done the things, and it's, that's why I love the book so much because it's, it's true. It's, it's a completely true. accurate representation of what it's like to be a crap man. <laughs> And so whenever they translated it to America, I kind of went with it because they didn't change too much about what the book was about. If it's accurate for England and it's accurate for Belfast, it couldn't be much different in America. Well, the only the only thing they made, they made Rob John Cusack. And I'm like, well, that's probably an upgrade of how attractive 
that that mm. character would be in reality. In my mind, he looked like Nick Hornby, which is like yeah. a, which is like a one out of ten. <laughs> so now he gets to be John Cusack, which is like an eight. Mm. Um, and he gets to you know flirt with women like uh, Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet, right? So then skip forward twenty odd years, and they've they've remade it. Like, they've remade the movie into a TV show starring Lisa Bonet's daughter. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. It's weird, and it, at times it was not working for me because the first five or six episodes are just the film, mm. and then if, there's one episode, kind of, I think maybe it's episode five or six or something like that, where they do something that's not in the film, and I'm like, thank Christ, it's, it's something. Does it, does it improve? Yes. Okay. So is, is it worth struggling through the first couple of episodes? I can't honestly, tell you because I. Uh, I kind of hate watched it for the first few episodes, <laughs> and not in any sort of like, oh my god, these people are are black now, but they were all white. It just felt like they weren't doing anything different. Yeah, mm. and literally, like there were scenes that took maybe five minutes in in the movie there, that a, were stretched out to a whole episode. There's, there's yeah. a sense in the movie that the cast um, were they were their personalities. Those personalities were those those actors really inhabit, inhabited that. Those yeah. characters, and you felt those character traits were those those actors. Well, yeah, like Jack mean, Black felt like that's what that guy yeah. would be like in real life if you yeah, met him. Jack Black playing Barry in that film is different from the character in the book. Where the, the guy in the book is a much more hateful, curmudgeonly guy. Mm. But when they cast Jack Black, they allowed him to be mm. Jack Black. He rounded it out. By, well, he, I, he kind of made it into his personality. And John Cusack feels like a John Cusack. It's, and then whenever they, they kind of remade it as with the TV show, it's like now there are actors playing those other parts. Yes, it's like, no, you've got to do this like Jack Black. Yeah. And even know, though you're a, a big, sassy African-American woman, yeah. we want you to be Jack Black. And the thing yeah. is, whenever they allow her to do other stuff later in the show, yeah. she's much, much better. I, I, more I yeah. felt like watching yeah, the I first can't. episode, I kind of felt like having a much more diverse cast because obviously obviously Lisa Bonet is, is female the Jack Black character has been recast as um as a sassy black woman the it's Zoe Kravitz by the way yeah but, oh sorry so yeah. it was, sorry 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 um the the dick character has been replaced by a gay man yes um i thought that there is like the 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 musical at at the very least, I'm going to hear some interest in music. New music, yeah. Out and of they this, used, and they use "Come on, Eileen." Yeah, but worse than that, they use some of the same cuts from the earlier film, so that so that fans of the film can sit and watch it. Going, there's that beta band song from the film. There's that. I mean, no, so they, they use the the dry the rain the beta band. I can't remember if it's the very first episode, but there's a bit where like um, the the gay ex boyfriend plays Alternative Ulster by Stiff Little Fingers. And I, and I, at one point I was kind of like, oh my God, they're playing Stiff Little Fingers. And then I realized in the film they played Suspect Device by Stiff Little Fingers. Yeah. So they're constantly referencing the film back yeah. and forth. And, 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 and to be honest, like who real, in a record store in 2020 is, is putting Alternative Ulster? In, in a record store in mid-90s? Yeah. I, I actually didn't believe, I have a real hard time believing that a lot of these characters are into the music that they say they're into. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it feels like it's been written by someone who's maybe twenty years older than them, mm. and they're and they're kind of living vicariously through these young people. Yeah, I was are, really hoping music. to come away with it yeah. with a with a a new playlist of stuff that I, w- I, I had never had because that that happened in the film. I didn't know who the beta band were before I e- saw the e- film. Even the very end of the first season ends on the same music that the movie ends on. Uh, don't tell me. 
Oh, when he's yeah, when he's making the playlist at the yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's a Stevie Wonder track. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the exact same. I believe exact, when I fall in love with you, it'll be forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's done slightly differently. But even then, I'm just like, you don't need to do the film. Okay, so you know, are we gonna continue? I finished watching the whole series. The okay, whole, so I, I, <laughs> and I, I, would you watch a second series if it happens? I might because at the very the end, promise it, has it, to be. It, there's different things. It in felt the like series. they were gonna do different stuff. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but, and then there's there's kind of I mean like you know I have no issue with gender flipping rules except that a lot of the time in this film they did it and it's kind of you're supposed to, I felt like I was supposed to kind of go oh look the two little skate punks are now two little skate girls you know all right okay and I'm like well, that's not interesting are they still and, called the kinky wizards no they're uh, they're called they're just called their names you know like they 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 put out music as their names oh. I can't remember whether they were like chased and something you know Ugh. but. Just changing the gender isn't enough. Have no. them do something different yeah. than what they did in the yeah. film. You know, I want to see this from her perspective, not that not necessarily the perspective of a woman, but the perspective of but that's just this it. of this woman. It's it's she does all the same stuff. Yes, and you know, even the reveals of like you know all the awful thing that that they did whenever they were separated. Yeah. It's the same stuff, so it's not it's not going to uh, surprise you. Okay. I might. Ca- I will I might say carry that Zoe on. Kravitz has a free and easy attitude to topless nudity <laughs> that, that maybe was not present from John Cusack playing the role. And yeah, it's 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 a really well made show. Yeah, it looks really nice, and I think the perf- like, I think she was good. There wasn't. Uh, I'm not overly sold on Zoe Kravitz. I have to say, I don't think she's. Uh, they probably could have casted someone a bit more charismatic. Um, she's kind of feels like she's inhabiting a role. Again, it's 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 the strictures of like she's playing a role someone else has played. She's saying the line someone else has said. Yeah, and you're kind of waiting for it to really break out and do something that that you haven't seen. Did you go and see John Cusack in Belfast? I did not. Oh, what, 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 he he did a he did a Q and A and a little uh, a little talk thing before introducing uh, High Fidelity in the QFT last year. <laughs> oh right! Oh, I didn't. Yeah, know that. which oh, was, I'd have gone to see. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. It was great. That was it. Um, like lots of people have. Um, I think John Cusack's more famous roles were like when people I knew were teenagers. But for me, it's that High Fidelity. Um, a Con Air, Gross Point, uh, Blank. Gross Point Blank, or that—that's the—that's the prime John Cusack era. Yeah, Gross, for me. Gross Point Blank. I don't like is a criminally underrated oh, movie. Oh yeah, it's an amazing film. Yeah, it's um, absolutely brilliant. Um, and say anything. That's a. I've never a, seen say anything. No, that's a, yeah, that's a film that's, I haven't seen. I mean, that's the one I know that I know the scene. I know that the, say the, anything the, is a from from the film. Simpsons. I'm sure. And various probably other from the Simpsons or other, or other pop culture references, but I've never, I've never seen. Um, and I'm always a fan of John Cusack. I'll watch him in generally mm. anything. He popped up in the, the 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 one of the best things Nicolas Cage has done, like just regular acting wise, a film called The Frozen Ground, mm-hmm. uh, which is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Which and they're both great in. Oh, and right, it's, okay. a, it's a but it's a John bit of Cusack a, not moved into that that thing that, that Bruce Willis and all started yes, doing. Yes, they, he has kind of started kind of churning out. I will take any action role that you have just to kind of uh, get through this mortgage payment. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, John Cusack was the first person that I ever heard use the phrase, one for the studio, one for you. Yeah. Um, Has he hasn't done that many for him, though? No. I mean, that's what what Max was with the the time travel and Hitler killing one. Um, Classic. Yeah. Classic Uh, That was one for him. 
But, but that was the last film I think he's done that seemed to be one for him. And, and I would maybe yeah, done loads I, and might have to go through his IMDb and see what he's done mm. kind of recently. But Frozen Ground is on Netflix and it's it's really worth Edgar a watch. Poe one a while ago, didn't he, he did, yeah. But it was a detective oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, it was wasn't a yeah, it? detective kind of spin. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was sort of talking about um, um, Alder Carbon, and uh, in one of the things in Alder Carbon is there's a um, an AI hotel that's run by a guy who bases everything on Edgar Allan Poe. So he's kind of Edgar Allan Poe in it. That's really. Oh. Kind okay. of fun. That's a fun little snippet of yeah. of that show. One little aspect of it. Um, but yes, yeah, John Cusack's good in most things, but I haven't seen him in anything. It is kind of weird when certain actors get older and age out, and you're kind of you, you're really comfortable with them in a certain age area, and then suddenly you're seeing them, and it's like, well, how are they like forty years older than they were? What's what's going on? My head hasn't yeah I mean, connected it happens, the dots it between you to almost them. all of them. I mean, but it's strange that well, they all get older. Yeah, but it's strange <laughs> that it happened to John Cusack in that he wasn't known for action roles in his youth. Mm. And now he's aged into doing weird action roles, a bit like Liam Neeson, mm. where it seems like that's, you know, it seems like there's an awful lot of action movies out there looking for a name to attach to them. I was, I, was, I, was Neeson like, I can see, he did take, he decided to do Taken. Yeah, but don't forget he did Darkman. I always think Liam Neeson is... Yeah, well, yeah he, but he, he did Darkman before anyone roles. knew who he was. Yeah, but he would always take those kind of action-y kind of a, uh, movies that were a bit sci-fi or something a bit odd to them. And then he got cast in Schindler's List and suddenly he kept getting offers of very serious, worthy roles. And, uh, what, uh, I, and in his heart, he still wants to be like B-movie action star. <laughs> but it, I can see, you, you know, you do take it and then all of a sudden you get a lot of action roles. Hmm. What did John Cusack do? That got it. But that was that was way Con before Air. he started doing any of well, any of these. Yeah, you know, Connor was. I'm going to take. It was like 1998, 99, maybe 2000s. I thought it was 2000. Yeah, okay. it's something in and around there. Like that's a long time ago. It is for somebody to remember to go. Do you know who was good at action 20 years ago? <laughs> Let's stick him in something now. Maybe sure, he's just not been able to find the work i, I mean know. yeah maybe Is well that's that you know he he was the he was the younger he was the quirky young man in, in a lot a lot of things and I, he's not a young man anymore so that kind of yeah what what does his what rules do he not, does now he he's do just now? quirky middle-aged dude yeah and it's, it's, it's there's probably less rules like that you know yeah so. and he probably like if you listen to him talk he's he's heavily into his kind of um i don't want to say conspiracy theories but he he um he flew out to russia to meet Edward Snowden, mm-hmm. um, and he wrote like I, he was kind of here, I guess, to promote this book that um, that he and another guy have written um, about meeting Edward Snowden and and all that kind of stuff. So th- he, I, I think maybe he's just like he's, paying. I think for, he's quite left wing activist. Yeah, I think, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. So maybe um, that's what he's doing. Maybe the one he just wants to pay, yeah, for the pay for whatever, whatever activism, active, yeah, yeah, that he he's wants doing. to do. Anyway, do you have any picks of the week? Um, no, only only altered carbon second series, which I've started watching, which is good. Uh, um, it's set thirty years after the first series, and oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the, like the premise of Alter Carbon is that because uh, um, I think we've mentioned it, but we haven't really talked about it. The premise of Alter Carbon is someone at some point invents this uh, this disc that can go in. Oh, we and, have talked about it. I oh, know we've talked. That, yeah. We've talked about the thing, uh, and so the the first series starts with the character Takeshi Kovacs being awoken two hundred and fifty years after he dies. 
or after he's he's put away into into but loaded kind of, into a different body, loaded, loaded into a different body, and it's about uh, that you know he, he's basically reanimated um, or brought back to life by this uh, this guy who is effectively immortal, and the, the mega rich become immortal. They're called meths after Methuselah because they can keep their bodies going forever. They can basically reclone themselves and uh, take the disc out of their old body, their sleeves, as the bodies are called sleeves, and put them into a new sleeve. So they're effectively immortal, and that and the, and there's it's kind of you watch it and you kind of think well this you know this is so far removed from reality it's way but it's it's not really it's it's kind of reminds me of that movie from it was a Catherine Bigelow movie from was it Strange Days yeah yeah Strange Days yeah I suppose yeah well it's got all the cyberpunky stuff in it and so they were popping mini discs into each other's yeah yeah so they can experience uh, other people's emotional stuff yeah but there's there's elements of um, the VR world there's the real is what really happens to you and in the the VR world so this this film or this sorry this series is set at the end of the first uh, series 250 years uh, before this series is set. The, the previous series, uh, Kovacs is trained by this woman who he falls in love with. And one of her things is is that she's, it turns out, is the inventor. So this is, this is spoilers for that series, but I, I think if you haven't seen it by now, you know, well, you're not going to watch it at all. I mean, you're not going to watch it now, even No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but she, she's the inventor of this, this disc thing that allows people to be immortal. But she's come to decide or come to realize that um, immortality is just bad for people. They just go off. People just do not, you know, uh, over time, uh, because because you're immortal, effectively your morals just slide, and and so a lot of this is about the terrible crimes of the, these kind of immortals and and what they're prepared to do, and it's 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 buried deep, I think, but it really is about what the mega rich are capable of doing to normal, you know, to the normal people that, uh, that are so out there. It's smarter than yeah, yeah. It's okay. not just a sci-fi thing. It's got something to say, I think. Um, but at the end of it, it's kind of it's revealed that that. Uh, her, her. Here comes the end of the show, folks. Yeah, her disc is still out there, and and he spent the last thirty years looking for her. And the new series starts up with a clue that she might be out there, still alive ah, somewhere. And that's that's where the new series starts. Found and her in a time machine back off. Well, yeah, well, that's essentially it. Yeah, you got a pick? Not really. Good. Okay, Ron. Well, I don't have one either. So uh... <laughs> firing all cylinders wow. today. I mean, boy, that show didn't so much end as, as deflated. <laughs> so. Um, thank you very much for listening sexy voice Ron and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Sunnyside Podcast on Sleepy Time Sunnyside I've been Ron I've been PJ I'm Scott There's a dark and a troubled satellite